A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, Buy Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. Thank you to our sponsor, Rising Tide Brewing. They take time and pride in giving back to the greater Portland community. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you for tuning in to In The Pocket. I'm your host, Flo Edwards, and our special guest today is Carl Brusimus Lee. And he is a DJ, he's an advocate for body positivity, he's a a really good TikTok person, Um, he also is a thespian, um, and just a jack of all trades. So please, uh, call Brusimus, introduce yourself. Hey, so I'm excited, ecstatic to be here by the way, so thank you for having me, I appreciate it. Um, I am Carl Brusimus Lee. Go by Bruce Smith or Bruce, whichever you prefer to call me. Um, I am here in Portland, Maine, and just doing my best to spread the positivity through either DJing, um, through my TikToks, through my Instagram, you know, and um, positivity through body, through messages, through whatever I can do, um, just to keep the positivity vibes going. So, so when did you start doing this um, positive vibes? So I didn't, I met someone when I was DJing. I was DJing at um, Silver House Tavern on commercial. And I saw someone come in and she was 6'2", and she was big and beautiful and she owned it. She came in, she's like, listen, I need you to play Nicki Minaj. I'm like, I don't even know you. But you seem cool, so I'll play it for you. And I played it, and we started talking, started a conversation, and she's like, hey, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from New York, going back and forth, and then it's Rebecca. And she's like, yes, so I go to New York, and when I live here in Maine, I go to Amsterdam, I'm a model. I'm like, what? She's like, yes, I'm, I'm a plus-size model. And she showed me her photos, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are beautiful. There were beautiful photos and she was just owning it. She's like, yeah, these are people who I've modeled with and showing me other big, beautiful people. I'm like, it hit me because I'm seeing all these beautiful women of size and of color and of just, just embracing their beauty. And I was just like, there's no men doing this. This is not happening for men. And it wasn't a sense of, oh, you're doing that, I can do it too. It was like, you know what? I, I'm 
I'm about this. I, I want to know how to start with that. She really encouraged me in, in my, in loving myself. I didn't know I could love myself as a big person until I really saw how people started to respond to the things I was posting. So, for example, photos I just took, people were like, oh, I like your shirt, where'd you get it from? And once people started to get interested in what I was wearing or um, what I was doing, there was a positive feedback. So I didn't know I was spreading positivity until people were receiving it, you know? Um, but I started doing photo shoots just for fun for my business. And there was a huge response like, oh my gosh, you look great. You're a big man, but you're embracing, you know, your bigness. I'm like, yes, yes, I need to love myself. How can I love someone else if I can't love myself? You know, and it's, that's a conversation for another time. But that, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's where it started. And I, I tell her to this day, I'm like, listen, you really influenced me to get started with this because I didn't know anything about it until you told me and I still seek advice from her to this day I'm like listen I'm thinking of doing this what do you what do you think and she's really mentored me just doing activities especially when it comes to big people because it's not always easy to be positive as a big person I definitely have my flaws I think there's things that I want to fix for myself but it's because I want to fix it for myself, not because someone else is telling me, hey, you need to change that about you. No, anything I need to change or want to change is because I want to change it for myself, not because someone else is influencing me, influencing me to change it. Wow, well, thank you for sharing your um, model that you met and who inspired you to do your own modeling. Um, what year or so was that? Oh, it was about... Maybe about five years ago that happened because that's when I, yeah, I was doing, I was DJing in, in clubs just to get back into the swing of things. I stopped DJing for a couple of years and my friend, his name is Emerson, also known as DJ Fenwick, um, had me DJ with him at the Silver House Tavern on commercial and we'd be there every Saturday doing karaoke. He would do the karaoke and I would do the music in between and um yeah yeah when she came in that's that's when it started to change so and now i just i have photographers who i'm like hey you know would you call you up for a project and you know they donate their time they donate their time and they really believe in what i'm doing and i i can't be ever more grateful towards them for people who like are around me who are supporting me well thank you yeah so are you still also djing at the silver house tavern no i don't dj at the silver house tavern anymore um that's that's dj frederick's spot i was just there to help him and get my hands dirty um usually if i'm djing one of the main places i dj is at the bearded lady um and I love, love, I'm like getting emotional talking about it because I love everyone at the Bearded Lady. They're just, their family, Nanel, he's one of the most humble, genuine owners I've ever met in my entire life. I talk to him all the time on Instagram. And happy belated birthday, Nanel. And um, 
it's it's definitely a place where I when I DJ I look forward to being there and it doesn't even feel like a job it's just there and everyone is just jamming and we're just having a good time just the whole place was a great vibe it's one of my favorite places to DJ and one of my favorite places just to go and just have a drink and just sit down by myself because you can go there by yourself you can go there by yourself alone and someone to your right or left will start talking to you and you will just build a conversation and you're most likely will see someone who you know there anyways so that's the kind of environment it is it's, it's a beautiful place yeah i haven't been there in a long time um i i know that during the thick of the pandemic they were doing drinks to go so when did you guys open back up yes they opened back up um i would say less than a month ago um they're doing they're, they're very they're very um cautious when it comes to the to COVID-19 and that's why I respect them so much um in public areas you have to wear a mask if you're not sitting down you have to wear a mask and um everyone when I went there I went there a couple Thursdays ago and everyone respected the rules um but yeah so I am not there I think they're going to do DJs again to the fall but they know that I'm ready whenever <laughs> it's time for me to go back there and I will definitely let everyone know I always post these things on my Instagram on my website as well so so what have you been doing during the the pandemic I mean I feel like we're still having it but how has your pandemic been with DJing with doing acting uh, even yeah. your photo shoots Photo shoots have still been um, consistent during um, the pandemic, but I truly believe TikTok saved my life. <laughs> I I cannot imagine how my COVID nineteen days would have gone without um, TikTok because I that's the way I was most involved. Um, that's what got me out of the house. That's what got me interacting with other people and meeting people who I would not have thought of meeting in my entire life throughout um, the entire world. But th- that has really got me through my days because working from home, it's hard to be motivated to want to go outside and you know be active. And you know I'm a big guy, so yeah. If I if that time and hibernation is it's great, but it's not healthy. It's not for me to be idle. So when I'm, you know, putting my acting towards TikTok, when I'm putting my body, body positivity, and, and especially when things happen during Black Lives Matter, which is always happening because Black Lives Matter is not just a phase or it's not just a trend, but I use my platform to speak on things. You know that's re- relevant and if i can be positive i'm also positive towards people so i do comedy skits in there and, and i don't i don't hold back you know you'll see me doing silly things and you'll see me just doing things which are a little bit weird but you know it's okay you know but um yeah that's definitely what i've been doing um in terms of djing i just i just continue to work on my skill you know, sometimes I have live streams of TikTok and I do 
live DJ sets in there. If you want to come in and put a request in, if the request is a good request, I'll, I'll play it. You know, so, but yeah, I, I just utilized, um, I utilized TikTok to put all my talents and it definitely worked out well. So. That's great to hear. Um, would you consider yourself a comedian? Cause you're pretty funny. I, I don't consider myself a comedian, but everyone always tells me that I'm funny and I, um, I, I like making people laugh. I like making people feel good. That's a joy for me, you know? But um, even when I'm serious, people are like, oh my gosh, that's funny. I'm like, no, I almost died, guys. Um, shouldn't be laughing. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, it's, I guess, I guess it is what it is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go on an interview and be like, hey, I'm probably supposed to be a comedian. That, that never came about in my thoughts but if I'm funny I'm making people laugh and that's awesome so I know the acting uh, hasn't really been besides the TikTok um, hasn't been overly been able to engage in that um, but yeah. when pre-pandemic were you in any like local mm-hmm. productions here yeah I worked with um, the Crow Blake the Crow Bait Club. I don't know why I had such a hard time pronouncing that. And we did King of Crows. Um, I was involved in 2019, 2018 at King of Crows. And that was a great experience. Um, did some simulations with you and you. And even when I lived in New York, that's where I did a lot of my acting and mad. Um, did a lot of late night skits. And we had, um, I co owned a community theater with my with one of my good friends in Harlem and we put on shows and um it was yes it was it was it was it was comedy it was comedy but we put on um skits and shows and had audience come through and it was it was great it was great because we did it not just at one location but we went throughout the city and did that as well so but yeah I, I love acting that's one place where I can be something something I'm not um, especially, I love playing villains. I love playing someone who's just like downright evil, because that's totally someone who I'm not. But I have an escape. I can escape playing, you know, something else. Um, I one time was cast as Satan, the devil, and for some reason, I thought it was a great idea to invite my Christian mom to the show, and she didn't talk to me for a week. But that means that my acting was really good, that she was convinced that something was wrong with me and she stayed away from me for a week. But situations like that where I could just interact and act and people have a reaction to it or if people hate my character so much that they kind of hate me a little bit, you know, it's it's a good feeling, you know, because it means that it was delivered and that someone in the audience was affected by my performance so but I definitely would like to get back into it a little bit more seriously and I believe that time will come um and that's why I keep on doing what I'm doing on TikTok hopefully someone's like oh you know what that guy is funny I think he would be good into some of the Houston you know biography or you know but we'll see 
Great. But you said that when you were in New York, that you were also, um, you were not just acting, but you were co-producing or you had your own yes. acting studio. I forget what they, they call that, production team. Yeah, it was, yeah, production. It was um, stage production. It was called I Act, You Act. Um, I did it with my my stage partner at the time. His name was David Gibbons Jr. Um, so he, I helped him out in the first maybe five years and when I moved to Maine, he continued it and yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a great experience. Anything I could do to help, um, he wrote the plays and I did everything from making sure that the flyers were good. We made sure that you know we we did uh, dress rehearsals and see what we could fix here and there. It was a lot of hands on. It was so much fun. It was so much fun, especially for the community. Having people come through and just to see original work. It was great. Great. It sounds awesome. And why did you leave that and come to Maine? It was so. New York is so competitive to a point where it's toxic. Um, you're not living. You know, you, you can you can act all you want in New York and still not be happy. I wanted to go somewhere. My family's always, my family's spread out throughout uh, the United States and we've traveled a lot. And I didn't want to stay in New York because New York was, there was no growth for me in New York. I didn't see anything beyond what I was doing right there and then. I didn't see much opportunities. When I was in New York, I was a chef and I was cooking and worked in restaurants and highly competitive and when I say competitive people think usually it's like oh there's a lot of competition no when it's competitive especially in the culinary industry people would do whatever they need to to get you fired and people would talk to you anyway you know especially if a person of color you have to be very wise how you react to certain situations because you need this reference or you need this job history um I researched Maine and saw opportunities that were here and I got a job in Raymond it was a weird experience because my first week living there someone called me the n-word and called me purple and black and I was like all right well I see how it's going to be and I moved to Maine I did not know anyone when I moved to Maine I moved to Maine with $500 in my pocket my mom came up with me and my godmother came up with me and they stayed with me at the hotel and the next day my mom spoke to me and she's like you were crying in your sleep I was like what are you sure I wasn't just laughing she's like no you were crying in your sleep I'm like mom I'm 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 a little worried I'm not sure how this is going to work out so she paid for my first month rent um I'm not going to say where where I live because consume me but uh, <laughs> I lived in the place and that first year was maybe the most challenging year I've ever experienced in my entire life um, situations happened when I was called in my name we had unfortunately um, one of my roommates best friend we found him um, he passed away on the couch of our own apartment 
of illegal things that may have happened um and when situations happen you have a choice and i i definitely was thinking i'm like why is this happening why am i being attacked so much right now and it's interesting because if there isn't a purpose for you things seem too easy you know when you're in situations that things seem too easy it's just like okay this is not something's not right here i'm a little skeptical but i know for sure especially the person i am i wouldn't appreciate where i am today if i didn't go through those hardships there has to be something better through those hardships and it was it was hard it was hard i got fired from my first job ever in my entire life uh but i am I am successful. I, I work full time. I have a successful business on the side. I have a circle of people who I love and love me back with the same energy. I have, you know, it's, it's not, people always think that success is about money and and all these riches and famish. Listen, if you can go to sleep and say, you know what, there's people on your hands that love you, that you can wake up tomorrow, you can still put food in your belly and all these things, you've made it. You know, and I came here, I did not know how it was going to go. I had no plan other than go to college and work this job and possibly get an apartment. And it worked out. It worked out. If you want to pick up and get $500 in your pocket and go somewhere, go ahead and do it. But I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know, y'all. Those who are listening, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But if you have a dream, just go for it. That's that's my message in all of this dialogue. <laughs> just go for your dreams, y'all. Man, oh, thank you for sharing. That sounds like um, you're very candid um, and vulnerable. And what I've learned from RuPaul is that vulnerability is a strength. So. Mm, true, very true. Very true. It's And that's the thing. Especially when it comes to body positivity. Body positivity is not only about like your self-image, but it's also about what you think of yourself and how you see yourself. I have no problem being vulnerable. I hate it. I hate it. And it sounds like an oxymoron, and I'll explain it. But <clears throat> I'm okay expressing my feelings. But I don't like the way I feel when I'm too emotional because I know how my thoughts are but that's the thing when it comes to especially men of color we're always taught you know not to express your feelings and not to you know you hold it in you get through the day you work through your day and it's going to be fine just do what you need to do you know and i i i get together with you know other men of color and my good friend um, ignatius beard we have times where we go out and eat and i'm just like listen Tell me what's going on, man. Like, are you are you good? Is there anything going on in your life that you need to talk about? And we literally, you know, sit down and we're we're vulnerable, you know. And we 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 ask each other questions, you know. My friend Mario as well. Um, like, what what do you see yourself in like five years? Like, continuously and building each other up, and you know, to have people around you who don't judge you because you have emotion, because the thing about emotion is it's normal. Like, everyone's
was going to happen, right? Like, but for some reason, it's a taboo to have emotion and to talk about it as a man of color. And, you know, we have to continue to normalize talking about these things because there are mental illnesses. There are situations. Not It's not just, oh, that's the devil. No, you need to, you know, get these feelings out because, you know, that's why people blow up. That's why people unfortunately commit suicide that's why you know people have anger issues because there's no escape um through all these traumas and and past things that happen in life and things that are happening now that we're told to put into a ball wrap it up and put into a safe and just worry about it when you know you don't have to worry about it more vulnerability is one of the greatest gifts that's so underrated because we don't know how to open it. And we were told not to open it. And it's so unfortunate because when I learned to be vulnerable and learned to be vulnerable and it was accepted, it was weird. It was weird for me because I didn't, I never experienced that before. Because usually everyone would be like, hey, this is how I feel. Well, you shouldn't feel that way. That's not right other than, hey, this is how you feel. This is how I feel. It's like, okay, let's talk about this. Why do you feel this way? You know, you have to have people who, <laughs> I feel like this is a, this is a psychology um, conversation, and but I'm going to keep on talking. You have to have people around you who, when I say about positivity and have the positive vibes, you have to have people around you who you can be yourself 100% who will help you grow, but you help them grow as well. You know, you can't have people around you who, you tell them about your success in life, and for some reason they get jealous and they bring you down. Have people who you can hype up and hype you up, and you guys can hype each other up together, and, you know, grow. Like, Janae Woodruff, I am so grateful for her. I call her my little sister. I'm like, listen, she has encouraged me so much this industry she's like listen boo what do you want to do what do you want to do like let me know so we can work on this with you you know i'm like but janae i can figure no she's like listen let me help you we can help each other you know and i've I've never experienced that before because she never wanted anything in return it's the genuine and people that i was not used to you know having people who are genuine in their feelings and you don't need 10 people around you who are fake <laughs> and are putting you down because you're going to always feel empty with 10, 20, 100 people around you. If you can find two or even one person who is genuine, you can be genuine back. That's what you can go to sleep at night and be like, you know what? All right. Okay, you know, I'm not, I'm, today might not be great, but I can talk to this person tomorrow about this, or I, I know some people who I can talk to about this, and we can talk, we can feel better by the end of this conversation. But that's just my thought. That's my opinion. It might not be right, but that, that's what's on my heart. That's what's up. Thank you for sharing, and um, I really had a good moment of trying to process being vulnerable and and also being very thankful for feeling uncomfortable being vulnerable and because that yeah. means sometimes being uncomfortable means that you're actually doing something like you are changing like 
so odd <laughs> so odd yeah yeah um yeah so i wanted to quote j-lo but i couldn't think of the quote i wanted for that but anyways um thank you so much i really enjoyed this conversation called bruce must lee um please let oh yeah you're welcome please let the in the pocket listeners know how they can reach you what is your plug yes so if you need to reach me you can definitely use my website um brucemusmedia.com um also on instagram i am very much active on instagram it will be brucemus with three s's at the end and you can find me on tiktok as well and that would be just brucemus alone um best way to reach me would be the top way would be my website just write something in the message comment section um and i will get right back to you great and that's brucemus media is b-r-u-c-e-m-u-s yes a thank you to our sponsors the for us by us fund which supports black brown indigenous and people of color living their best life in maine if you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows Look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.